Welcome, everybody. This is How to English. Teach and learn with Gavin M. It's a podcast about teaching and learning English as a foreign language. All opinions stated are personal, and references will be given where possible. Episode forty-four. Pressure. pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not sing.、Um, so pressure, Gav. Pressure. What does it mean to you? What does it mean to me? Lots and lots and lots of things. What does it mean to our listeners, the teachers and students who are listening right now, Em? Yeah, that's、okay. what we're going to talk about. I've divided it into four different sections. Have you really? That's a good idea. I thought I decided to divide it, but let's carry on. I don't know anything about that. Okay. So I decided to start with students to teachers. Pressure, you mean? Pressure from f- students to teachers. Precisely. Uh huh. And then I thought we could discuss teachers to students. Pressure from teachers to students.、Mm-hmm. Exactly.、Mm-hmm. The third part of our episode today, M, will be teachers to teachers. Teacher to teacher. So that means like me to me. And also you to other teachers, and、oh, okay. yeah. I thought we could include companies as well because we do get a bit of pressure from companies. Yeah, we should talk about that too. And then finally, the final part of the show, M, is students to students. Student to student pressure. Yeah. Okay. Out of all of those, Gav, I think for me the the big one is the pressure I put on myself. Go on then, tell me about pressure on yourself. Well, I just think it's very. Hard to, I, I think I've mentioned before this imposter syndrome that I have. What is imposter syndrome? Do you want to say that again? What is imposter syndrome? What is what? Imposter syndrome. That's it. Imposter syndrome. <laughs>、um, imposter syndrome is when you feel like you're not qualified or you're not doing the thing you should be doing correctly. You just don't feel comfortable. In the role, even after all these years of even teaching, even after all these years, yeah, I still do feel like I'm I'm very nervous. I put a lot of pressure on myself. I think that's kind of,、uh, what's like when you second guess yourself a lot. I do that. I do that a lot,、okay. and I still get nervous. Like before lessons, I still feel maybe I won't do it right. Do you really? Yeah. I don't know what you mean. Well, the only <laughs> you time you don't get that then the only time I get that is when I'm teaching VIPs, very important persons, people. What do you mean? Like who? For you know,、example? like senior executives of companies,、uh-huh. and I, I kind of melt in front of them. I get really stressed when I think about how to plan it, how to organise it, how am I going to teach this person? And then finally, when I'm sitting face to face or I'm screen to screen with them. I do get quite nervous, and I start thinking, I'm not sure why I'm here or whether this person is going to listen to me. Well, because they're so important. It's not like you have to tell them their job, obviously, but it's because of who they are and their、yeah. kind of ranking in their company. Yeah,、then. exactly. They're、yeah. just very important, and I'm not very important. <laughs> I get that. So I, I think why? Why are they? What's going to convince them to listen to me? What What do、mm. I have that they don't have? And I'm not sure what it is. Well, they've paid for you to come to them to teach them something. So I'm guessing they are aware of what your sort of limitations are and what you're able to do. I guess I don't think they're expecting us to teach them their jobs, which is what I feel sometimes I have to do、uh. or I should be doing, which is just. Stupid. Stupid, because clearly they've got to where they've got because of all their amazing qualifications and、yeah. you know hard work. I can't come in and suddenly teach them how to negotiate properly because <laughs> I think they already know how to do that. So I kind of remind myself. 
that I'm there as an English teacher, that that's my job, that, you know, I need to just keep focused on what I'm there to do. But I find it very hard to remember that. And I feel, yeah, like I'm just trying to prove myself or something. Yeah. And maybe it's only like, again, it's pressure I put on myself. Like, I don't think these people are really aware of the fact that they create that feeling. Do you not think so? Maybe some of them. Some of them do. Maybe some of them are in that position because of that reason, because they're really good at intimidating people. Yeah. But I think a lot of the time they're just there as a kind of break that they just want a breath of air in the middle of their really busy day and that you're there and, you know, it's English and they haven't got to worry about that or mm-hmm. think about that. So, in fact, it's probably the opposite, that the pressure for them isn't even relevant but mm. we feel it yeah. a lot more. I I do anyway, especially when you're walking into these grand buildings and you know mountain. Now it's online. It's a little bit more. Um, I don't know, level playing field. Is that how? Is that Maybe. the expression? Level. Playing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the most V V V V V I P person that I taught. Mm. And it must be somebody. Well, yeah, there was. I shouldn't probably mention who because he's still very important. So he, he or she. All right. They. I will say that they were a politician. Oh, okay. And now they are actually the president of a country. Really? Yeah. That's and amazing. I didn't obviously know at the time that they were going to become president, but they did become president and they had a bodyguard and entourage coming with them to every lesson. And it was my first job, pretty much. And I found out the day before I was going to teach this person. Wow. Um, I don't know what happened. I think maybe the original teacher couldn't do it or wouldn't do it. I don't know. (laughs) But I found out very short notice that I had to do it. And I remember being in the teacher's room practically in tears because I was just so overwhelmed with the the stress of it and, you know, the pressure. Mm -hmm. And one of my colleagues just said, well, you know, just think of it as a normal lesson and don't yeah. don't think about the fact that it is who it is and and just focus on what you're going to teach and that's what I did and I got through it and I I did teach this person for quite a long time but I still did get nervous before wow. I I used to have to go in. That's amazing. What a great experience. It was, yeah, it was a sink or swim kind of experience, I guess, and those are the, the ones you look back on and I'm grateful for, but, oh, it wasn't fun at the time. Well, you've time. got a great story now. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Do, did you talk about politics with them? No, there were things I think you couldn't talk about. Like, I was kind of um, not briefed about, but he would definitely, like, close down. He or she? They, they would definitely close down and I'd be like, okay, we're not talking about that anymore. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely, that's the case for me. When I have very important people, I feel really intimidated But you started by saying that it's pressure on yourself. So what did you mean by that? Well, I think it it wasn't... He wasn't aware of it. He probably felt very relaxed and and he was very nice. Sorry, I've I've just... All right, it's he. Um, He was very nice and he (laughs) he did everything that he could. You've let the cat out of the bag. I know. He he did everything he could to make me feel relaxed. I think it was just me because I was new and I didn't have the experience and I felt very green and, you know, out of my depth in every way. Okay, so, so this is about imagined pressure. Yeah, that particularly, I think that's that specific situation was imagined. Um, but then other times, you know, I've I've heard your your students asking you. Are we still talking about student to teacher pressure? Well, that's it, yeah. student to teacher. Yeah, I've heard your students asking you some quite in depth questions, like grammar or vocabulary questions, where they have like quite 
close words yes. and that you're not prepared for those questions. Exactly. I could be put on the spot with yeah. some having to think up some quite complicated answers about things. But you know what my secret is? What? Google. Oh, you mean if you're online teaching them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always have Google open. And you don't do that face to face. Like, just pull out your phone and I say, have, hang on a minute. I have done. Have you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. See, I'm talking about imposter syndrome, and here you are kind of being an imposter. <laughs> I am, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just hiding behind the screen. I've got, I've got like 20 screens open. I'm, I'm, you know, because you imagine like a, a spot in the middle of the screen yeah. where they are. And so uh-huh. I, I sort of stare at it. When in fact you're reading. I'm just reading something <laughs> and just checking. The You've rules. got it minimised so your eyes don't move too much. Exactly. Okay, I see. That's a good tip because I forget that I'm actually on my computer mm. when I'm teaching on these platforms. Mm. I'm just like so focused on the person and looking in their eyes. They can't even see that I'm looking in their eyes. Oh. But I'm just focused on them. And then I suddenly remember, oh, I have got the internet at my fingertips. Yeah. And I could just Google it. And I just don't remember. And you can have your phone by the side. So just like, you know, have, um, what is it, synonyms.com and just put something in there. Dictionary open. I just, I can't multitask. But yeah, I need to remember that it's all there if I need it. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, okay. That's Some students definitely put you on the spot. And it's great. I love these moments that are completely unpredictable. They say, you know, can you just explain what this is? What's the difference between these similar words? And it's great. And you just have to come up with some examples, write them down, share them. Um, it's brilliant. It's and loads you, of fun. Sorry, if you put too much pressure on yourself, you are going to go blank at those times, aren't you? Yes. So I think like releasing that kind of stress level and just going with the flow and enjoying the lesson, mm. you probably will be better than if you were all sort of stressed about it yeah, and worried about it. I think as a beginner teacher, I was really worried that I didn't know what was going to happen next. Yeah. And I was frightened to give control to the students. But mm. actually, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Don't be scared. Just enjoy it. The lessons and are better same for it. with yeah. you students. Take control sometimes. Mm-hmm. So we should focus a bit more on the students. I think the students should make it clear what their expectations are for the course. Oh, so this is like student-teacher pressure? Yes, exactly. So make it kind of measurable or quantifiable. For example, I want to finish the B1 level book within three months. Yeah. That's wonderful. Or I want to give a presentation in three weeks' time. Teacher, what should I do? Do your students do that? Do they put pressure on you in that way? Not really. Okay, so this is, I think this is another problem. It is a problem. Lack of pressure from my students. I want them to put more pressure on me in a way. I want my students' pressure to create diamonds. Well, that's lovely. But that sounds like a bit too much pressure to me. Yeah, right. I feel like, yeah, it's a really hard one to get it right because you don't want to make them complacent. Yeah. Because if you don't put any pressure on them, then I think they get very comfortable, a bit lazy. That's true. And then you're not motivating them. Yes. But then if you put too much pressure on them, then they're going to stress. They're not going to enjoy the class. They're not going to want to come to the class. True. And that's the opposite problem, isn't it? So what what do you do? What's the solution? Well, if we think about exam students, then they're focused. They've got a goal. They've got probably a date when they know but if we think of the students generally they do become a bit complacent and a bit as you said lazy they they fit into the the groove of the lesson and exactly 
that's not necessarily good. And the teacher, you know what? I think it's about happiness. Well, I was thinking that. I was thinking I want my students to be happy. Yeah. But is happy the right feeling for a student? Do we want them to be happy? Yes, we do. Well, why? Because, because happy is comfortable. Because they are clients. <laughs> and clients pay money. Mm. And they're paying for a service and they want to be made happy. They want to laugh. They want to cry. They want to remember the lessons for the rest of their lives. And when you open a worksheet, they are not happy. Sounds like a lot of pressure as well. You should see how much they yawn when you start doing these ordinary lessons with them. Yeah, well, that I think you'd have learned to read that. And when you see that, you know it's going the wrong way. But can we come back to happy? Because, yes... We want them to be happy, but our company and our students want to see progress. So, I mean, I, I can't remember where I saw it. There was a quote somewhere about to be a good teacher, you have to have a sharp stick to poke them with. So it's a, we tell them, don't we? We tell our students, you've got to be uncomfortable to progress. You've got to get out of that comfort zone. You've got to push yourself. And it's not nice. It's not a, a good feeling. You've got to be let's say, unhappy perhaps for a I little while to get that, that progress? I don't say that to my students. You don't say to them you've got to be out of your comfort zone? I do say unless you push yourself, unless you experiment with the language, you will never progress. But yeah. I think I don't deliberately make them unhappy. No, but I think this is where it gets a bit fuzzy, where the well, word I, happy for me is very confusing because I, happy is not motivated and hungry for it true happy is true. sitting back and having a laugh and and not really getting anywhere well i think it's a balancing act i think you need to have a couple of weeks of chatting uh, a lesson of some pretty intense vocabulary a little yeah. bit of grammar you know some tenses um but it's about reading the student and see what they need and are they happy as you said. Okay. Well, we know when they're not happy. I think that's quite visible. But it's getting that like that perfect balance right. I think that is a lot of pressure yeah. on a teacher. Yeah. And maybe the students are not aware of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but what we're on now. So, teacher to student. Um, yeah, I think I've covered it really. How much is enough? How much is good? I feel bad asking them questions they don't know mm-hmm. I feel like I don't know which is weird because obviously that's what we're doing we're teaching them things they I never don't put know. them on the spot you never ask them anything well <laughs> I do but I I don't feel comfortable just putting them on the spot where they have to just like answer a difficult question or no I so it's more of an open question or you yeah. kind of pose it as a not a question I mean, we we do a kind of bit of revision and like, you know, do you remember something or do you remember anything from the previous lesson? Yeah, I lesson? worry about asking that even just because I don't want to put the pressure on them <laughs> in case they don't know. And then I'm like, oh, God, I've failed. Well, that's it. Like, you know, you give homework. I know we're going to come on to homework, but you give homework to five. What was it? The, what's the perfect number of students? There isn't one, Gav, but you keep thinking it's five. five. That's it. It's so you give right. homework to five students. One of them you know wants to do the homework. Mm. Four of them you know don't want to do the homework. So you get that one student the next week who has done their homework and... And what? You say, 
oh, you're the best and look at all the others like you're nothing. Or you look at the others that didn't do it and be like, yeah, well, this person who's done it, hmm, putting pressure on all of <laughs> well, no, you. And then you just tear it apart. You pick it apart and you what, say... That one person's yeah. homework because <laughs> that's their punishment. Let's find the mistakes. Oh. Talking about punishment, I did see an advert somewhere and it said... Um, your reward for today's lesson is no homework. And oh, I thought, okay. No, that's terrible. Homework shouldn't be a punishment. It should be an opportunity for you to study further yeah. or to revise or at least something you can do before the next lesson and then you're ready, you're in the mood for a bit of English. That's why I don't call it homework, you see. I just say I'm going to send you something ah. or I'm going to give you this thing. Have a look if you want. But uh-huh. yeah, I don't like to put pressure on them to do the homework. Some of them want that pressure. I'm conflicted. How much is enough pressure on the students? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you say enough? I might have done. Okay. Can try again? How much is enough pressure? How much is too much pressure? I just don't know. That is a really good question. To, to be honest, I, I do put my students under pressure. <laughs> oh, you do now? <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm just thinking, I, I think I did an exercise earlier and I just said, right, what's number one, you? What's number two, you? Yeah. Yeah, so I do do it but not too much when you know they can take it exactly that's it exactly you you put enough pressure for Mm. what they can take yeah because i think a class of no pressure like where you're literally just always posing open questions gets really irritating yeah i think students want that direction they want to be asked things they want you to ask them their opinion they want you to see they know the answers to questions and plenty of correction as well yes that's another thing i worry about too much correction but that's the feedback i get that they want the correction and that they want more correction Mm -hmm. so whatever we think is not you know or maybe whatever we think is too much pressure often is the opposite, Okay. I think. And maybe we're all lo- like locked in our little bubble of pressure. Maybe we're all just thinking, oh, this is too much pressure I'm putting on these other people. Mm. Or maybe everybody's thinking, I'm feeling so much pressure mm. and nobody else is. But in fact, everybody is. And My everybody's students don't thinking, look like they're under any pressure at all. They're they? totally chilled oh. out. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's another way of looking at it. Maybe no one is thinking about it. Maybe it's only me. Maybe it was everybody <laughs> and nobody at the same time. Yeah. Okay, so let's carry on then. Um, teachers to teachers. Teachers to teachers. So what what are you thinking when it comes to this sort of topic? Teacher well, to teacher. I, I must admit, uh, social media does make me feel like a really inferior teacher. Oh, how do you mean? When I look at the videos of these other teachers or the clips or the vocabulary, it's just all so concise. It's so... Succinct? Exactly. Uh-huh. It's just that they're not rambling like me right now. I see. It's absolutely, yes, annoying. It's very polished. It is. But they've probably done it 300 times, no, to get it right. That's true. Maybe. I don't know. I try and tell myself that. But, yeah, I agree. Like, social media, full stop. I just think you shouldn't compare yourself. Yeah. If you're going to start looking at social media to judge whether or not you're a good person, teacher, whatever, <laughs> you're not going to feel good about yourself, that are you? That is very true. You shouldn't compare yourself to other people, especially on social media. That will destroy yeah, you. I think that is like a macro global thing, though, isn't it? Like mm. now we're so much more aware of what other people can do, are yeah. doing. I try not to think of them as competition. 
I think of them as brothers and sisters. Okay, fine. But yeah, I mean, the most competitive people are often brother and sisters. Um, <laughs> sisters and sisters. That was a really bad analogy, wasn't kind it? Kind of, yeah, because I think that's like where it's really bad oh, within I... families. But well, I'm, anyway. I'm definitely not competing. No. I'm just thinking more like other teachers. I'm thinking like even staff rooms. I remember always going to staff rooms and looking at what people were planning and oh. talking about for their lessons and feeling very, uh, yeah, like inferior. And yeah. my photocopy page of English file was probably not going to be as good. Well, compared to their activities and games and yeah. cutting up pieces of paper and Coloured rolling dice. pens, toys and all these great, amazing things. And But then, you know, they're, they're probably going to have days where they only photocopy English file and yeah. that's that's the lesson of the day. You they, can't be that person all the time. They it's probably impossible. looked at what you were doing and thinking, wow, page 27 <laughs> on English file looks amazing. I wish I'd done that instead of this incredible game that we're about well, to play. yeah, we both know that's not the case. But, oh. yeah, I feel like you can't always be, you know, top of your game even. Yeah. You've got to just have off, off days where you just go in with English file. Well, if we move towards companies, do you feel that companies put pressure on teachers as well, Em? Yeah, definitely. I think about the, the job I had that was the most pressure and it was incredible. It was so hard and they had a system, like you had your timetable, but they also had a system where if you had a gap, you would get a cover lesson. Oh. And it might not be with much notice, like an hour before the lesson you need to cover it. And they had this system of pink post-it notes so if you were going to have a cover lesson you would find a pink post-it note stuck to your table or your desk and I remember going in like apprehensively every morning kind of holding my breath to see if there were going to be any pink notes there always were pink notes and I think I had like five lessons and then four post-it notes well that's like nine lessons a day yeah and no way you can plan that so it was just so stressful. So did you have like a backup lesson? Yeah, well, that's what you have to do in that situation. I think you just have a like a lesson plan that you grab and you just teach that. But I mean, often the, the teacher that couldn't do the lesson that day or was ill or whatever had often put a note in the teacher's notes to say, yeah, please carry on from page 23, unit 2 cleft sentences or something and you're like no I'm not going to do that because I don't know what they are Um, (laughs) let's just talk about fun stuff like what you did for the weekend or your last (laughs) holiday Um, so yeah that kind of pressure you just can't deal with you've just got to cope however you can yeah there is a lot of pressure from companies as well because like testing for example you might have to do progress tests Uh level tests um, which I think is a lot of a lot of stress for students and for teachers because sometimes you have to write the tests yourself and you have to prove that your students are making progress. I see, yeah. So that that is pressure to make them get to the right level to mm-hmm. pass mm-hmm. so that the company sees that you're putting them through the process and yeah. getting to the next stage so that they can open a new course. Yeah, yeah that is A lot is of admin. Hard. And as you know, admin and I do not go well together <laughs> you're not it. friends are you not you're friends. an admin we well, maybe need to sit you down in a room and and thrash it out i'm thinking about finding a pink um post-it note <laughs> yeah i really can't look at post-it notes anymore the same way oh, like no. if i ever see a pink post-it note i get scared <laughs> i get the, the nerves start coming okay. um but yeah i agree like those kind of 
pressure that kind of pressure from companies is quite hard and there's not much you can do if you've signed a contract to say yes i agree precisely and uh on that note i think also thinking about um taking a break from your workload you might want to have a couple of days off you might want to take a week off Mm. and you're just scared that your students might not be there when you return they say oh i'm really sorry i've decided to learn spanish yeah that is true i know it's it's hard especially if you don't have a contract and you are working freelance Mm -hmm. or whatever the pressure to keep working I don't really feel that I'm going to lose my classes. Have you ever lost a class because you took a holiday? I haven't, but Mm. it doesn't mean I'm not always thinking about it. But I agree, the pressure is on you to continue to, you know, not have that. Because a week off sometimes seems such a long time. It does. When you see your students again, you're like, God, that was a week In the world of EFL, that's like months. (laughs) And also, if you turn down a class for a company you're working for... You're frightened that you might never get offered another class. That is true. And especially if it's a company you've only just started working for and you feel like you've got to take whatever they give you or you won't get anything else. And like, yeah, it's Friday, 10 o'clock at night, 30 (laughs) students online. You're like, yep, please give me that. I will do that for the next three years. Wow. And that, yeah, that's not good pressure, is it? You don't want to have to feel like you... uh, you can't dictate or, you know, you can't choose your own timetable. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of bad pressure. Do you think we can make this pressure positive pressure? In what way? What about on students? Students to students. Student to student pressure. I was thinking, find yourself a study buddy. A study buddy. To encourage you. Yeah, yeah, I like that because obviously you're going to feel demotivated sometimes if you're studying a language and then that other person is there to kind of push you to go to the lesson if you're not feeling like it, to do your homework. Positive pressure. Pro pressure. Pro pressure. Pro pressure. Yeah. Pro pressure. Okay, that's great. So pressure could actually be a positive thing. That's what we're getting from this. Yeah, I think... I think it's got to be, hasn't it? It's got to be the right kind of pressure. Because we thrive. We do thrive, I think, as a species. <laughs> Don't we? <laughs> Under pressure. Well, yeah, some people say it's necessary. You know they stuck mice in a forest and they gave them, um, you know, the wheels that you get in uh, mice cages? Yeah. And they found that they went on them even if they weren't in a cage. Because they just liked the feeling of being on a, what are they called? Wheel. Run, running wheel. Okay. They just like the feeling. Yeah. Is that what's that got to do with what we're talking well, we about? Well, like, we like that adrenaline. We like that that thing that keeps, you know, you keep keeps you alive. Okay. And even if we haven't got it keeps you enthusiastic. Yeah. So okay. yeah. Um I think other student to student pressure. Study buddy. Study buddy. All right. Let's, let's just stick with study, study buddy. Study buddy's good. I think also the teachers can consider uh making group activities. So the students are working together. So this pressure to mm. um, develop and progress can be coming from other people. Definitely. And you have to pull your weight within your group and, you know, create something amazing like between that. you all. That's really good. I yeah. should do that more often. You know, students are working together. OK, I'm going to put you in a breakout room or I'm going to make you go over there however I do it. And um, take your time, five, ten minutes, just work on this thing. When you're ready, you come back to the group and we're all going to chat together. This is a great way to have some positive pressure. Yeah, because it doesn't always have to come from the teacher, does it? No. So, like, shifting that pressure to other people is a good idea. 
You're not putting the pressure on them, then they're doing it themselves. Yeah. Peer pressure. I think it's got a name. (laughs) That's the one. (laughs) We got there in the end. (laughs) Yeah. So I've got uh, just one announcement, Em, unless you've got some more before we wrap up. I think I've said all I have to say. Well, oh, yes. uh, Dealing with pressure, on that note, if anybody's still feeling a bit under pressure or even under the weather, they should have a look at episode 28, self-care. Yeah, self-care. That was a good one, though. That was a good one. So d- go back to that. If you're looking for some tips on how to improve your environment, for example, mm. think about yourself. And I wanted to mention Lisa at Ace English Online, A-C-E-N-G-L-I-S-H Online, for subscribing to our podcast on iTunes. Ooh, are we on iTunes? We are on iTunes. We're on iTunes, on Spotify, we're on Anchor. We're, we're everywhere, Em. Wow. Thanks, Lisa. Yeah, Found thank us. you so much. That's brilliant. If you want to find her, she's on Instagram, A-C-E-N-G-L-I-S-H, online, and she's there. And um, also, people can check out our YouTube. Yeah. Do you know we've got transcription now, Gav? We have. We've got a really special app from Descript, and um, they've transcribed each episode from about like 41 or something. And what you can do is go there, you can listen, you can watch, and as M speaks, her words light up and you can read and follow everything. It's absolutely amazing for... And you too, yeah, Gav? Not just me. And for me too. Both of us. Yeah, of course. It's like karaoke. (laughs) It's like karaoke podcast style. If you're fast enough, you could probably say the words at the... Yeah, that's... It is amazing. I'm so impressed. Yeah, we'll find a study buddy. Yes. (laughs) One could be Gav, (laughs) one could be M. And you can just have fun with it. Yeah. But okay, let's, uh, let's wrap up there, Okay, Gav. so uh, I think that's everything I planned to talk about. So yeah, so it was students to teachers, teachers to students, teachers to teachers, including companies, and also students to students. So from Gav to M. Uh, you just keep going with the lots of things together. And from M to Gav. Yes, it was a pleasure podding with you, Gav. As always. Okay. See you again next time. Bye-bye. Ciao.